Good morning. Happy Monday and welcome to the 7 a.m. Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, October 31st, 2022. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism on page 38. Reading the second paragraph, starting with, you may think our illustration is too ridiculous, just focusing on that one paragraph only, ending in such, um, I'm sorry, it's strong language, but it's true. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Monday, Marge O, Vanessa G, Larry K, Elizabeth D, Nancy T, Janice PM on announcements, newcomer greeter Loretta M, and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Matt J.F. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, October 30th, Sunday, October 30th, 2022, is 19,576. That's 19576. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Elizabeth D. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Elizabeth. Good morning, everyone. Elizabeth D. in Cincinnati. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Pass. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Okay, I will now ask for Nancy T. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Nancy. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T., compulsive overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend. Oops, I'm sorry, hold on. The OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, O-Readers Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Pat. Thank you so much, Nancy T. Okie dokie, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism alcoholism, on page 38, the second paragraph. And I'm going to ask Marge O. to get us started. Go ahead, Marge. 
Good morning, and thank you for this opportunity. You may think our illustration is too ridiculous, but is it? We who have been through the ringer have to admit if we substituted alcoholism for jaywalking, the illustration would fit us exactly. However intelligent we may have been in other respects, where alcohol has been involved, we have been strangely insane. It is strong language, but isn't it true? Good morning again, Marjo from Massachusetts. This paragraph brings up all the memory of all the disappointments of how many new diets I was on and how many how many plans I made to be size whatever by such and such a date and how I couldn't, once I imbibed, I couldn't stop and how it just grew worse as time went on, just like the illustration above. You know, he went once in a while and then more often and then more often until, you know, his body was wrecked. And that's how I felt. But it wasn't just my body that was wrecked. I was wrecked spiritually, emotionally, and and physically. And by wrecked, I mean that all I could think about was where could I get my next bit of food, all kinds of food, but mostly food with chocolate, sugar, salt, fat, the ingredients that I seem to you know, I learned uh, this expression at a at a workshop one time, um, at an OA workshop. The body the body can't handle it, and the mind can't let it alone. So once that it's in my system, and to talk about the fact that I do have an alcoholic personality, even though I chose food and other addictions, you know, alcohol didn't do it for me. And when I stopped fooling around with alcohol, I went directly to food, and I could never control my eating once I made that decision. Did I realize I made the decision? Probably not. I just decided that I'd rather enjoy food more. But the 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 money spent, the time lost, all those things, which is what the step work helps me with, the fact that I won't regret the past and I wish to do, shut the door in it. However, I want to live a whole different life, and that's what I do today. I volunteer my time. I give um, service where I can. When I wake up in the morning, I'm talking to my higher power, saying, what is it I can do today? Taking the inventory at night. What have I done? Have I been the kind of person that... You know, my my higher power would be proud of that he would say, yeah, good job today, Marge. And when I didn't, how do I take care of it? And go to that person, mend my ways, not just say I'm sorry, change my ways and be different and be more honest and true. So for a day at a time, that's been working well for me, and I'm truly grateful for this meeting. And thank you. Thank you, Marge O, for getting us started. Okay, so we're going to take some names on who would like to share on what was read. But again, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, uh, if you shared on either uh, Friday or Thursday, we ask that you let others share first so we can hear their experience, strength, and hope as well. So who would like to share on what was read? Hi, I'm Wanda. Tina S. Tina S. Wanda, Wanda. Tina yeah, gotcha, Wanda, Tina S, Christina L, Jen, Jen H, uh, Christina L, I think I heard Johan, 
Who did I just miss? Jen H. Or Jen, there we go. Did you get your one on? Johan, yes, I did get you. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So I have Wanda, Tina S, Christina L, Johan N, Jen H. Anybody else? Audrey N. Margie? Margie N. Jessica S from Ohio. Jessica H. S like Sam. Oh, Sam. Okay, gotcha. All right. Sounds a great lineup. Here we go. Wanda, Tina S, Christina L, Johan N, Jen H, Margie N, and Jessica S. All right, Wanda, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Wanda? Hi, good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful day where I'm at. I hope everybody has a great day. Well, this is a great paragraph. You know, I could be a jaywalker in a minute. I could do things that are uncalled for, uh, immoral, illegal, uh, very fattening. And I know that... Uh, I think sometimes, oh, I, I, uh, I'm invincible. I, I can handle this. I can, uh, I can, uh, get along without doing too much. And that is so not true. Um, recently my husband died. I moved and, you know, uh, I'm selling my house and, you know, I have a new friend and, you know, I this this is all change, and what is one way a CEO copes with change? Well, I don't want to do that. Uh, I hightailed it over here, and uh, I have a, a partner, uh, an OA friend on the line that uh, you know I'll talk with afterwards. And as much as I can, I have to be here and uh, really accept, you know, that, you know, I might think that, oh, this is going to be manageable, you know. Um, but, boy, I'll tell you, one curveball, and, you know, I'm out of the game. And, you know, so I got to make sure that, you know, my higher power gets the best of me. And no matter how much I pray, and I do a lot of that, you know, I got to work my steps, work my food plan. And, you know, I've been abstinent, man, a long time. But, you know, down the drain, that could go, you know. So I know that I got to be honest with my friend and tell that person, you know, that, you know, I have a disease and that, you know, that's, that's the crux of who I am, you know, and I am vulnerable, uh, to abuse of food and, you know, um, I have to manage it very, very carefully, and uh, that's embarrassing. So um, I have to be strong and courageous, 
and are true to how God made me, no matter what, no matter what happens, and, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. With that, I pass, and thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you so much. Wanda? Okay, we have Tina S. followed by Christine L. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow. You know, what a, what a great paragraph that describes me um, to the T, you know, to the T. And it's not too ridiculous for sure. You know, I've tried things over the years, you know, through the ringer and that just is so apropos for sure you know and if I substitute my addiction whatever it is for jaywalking you know uh, I get mowed over all the time all the time you know my best thinking got me in several seats in several different programs you know and you know one of the things that that I like that it talks about here is you know the insanity of it you know and I and I and by the time I got the last time I got to Overeaters Anonymous I wanted to be insane you know I thought I needed to be locked up someplace and and I actually was for a few days and knew I didn't need to be there but I really needed some some kind of direction in my life you know and um you know, over the years, you know, I too, you know, I, I initially came in in 1987 as a compulsive, just as a compulsive overeater in my mind, you know, that's how I define myself, but I certainly was a, you know, exercise addict, uh, you know, restrictor and all that kind of stuff, and I remember praying to be anorexic, well, be careful what you pray for, you know, for sure, because over the years, I thought that was the solution again, I was no longer overeating, so I wasn't eating, and I got to that perfect ideal weight for a period of time, and, you know, and I still was was not well. I still was not happy, you know, and then finally I was below that perfect weight, and there was never a perfect weight because that was never the solution. You know, I love that it talks about the solution is the transformation that comes about the work in the 12 steps. You know, believing in a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity, and that's the only way I got restored to sanity. And and for me, the only way was, you know, we have to work the steps. You know, sanity does. They talk about sanity returning in step ten. You know, so from from two to ten, there's some work to be done. You know, and I don't always want to do that work, but what I can tell you is when I do. There's a transformation that I'm no longer that same person. I'm no longer through those ringers, and I'm no longer jaywalking one day at a time. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tina. Okay, so we have Christina L. Please go ahead, Christina, followed by Johan M. Thanks, Amy. Good morning, everyone. Christina L. Recovered compulsive overeater from Florida and certainly not cured. Um, this paragraph, um, the jaywalker, was my least favorite story in this in this particular chapter for a long time. But um, in the last couple of years, it's really um, shown me how much it really is me. And this morning when I read this paragraph earlier, um, immediately I was brought back to um, relapse three years ago. And I was in the store getting some things for for my, my relapse. And um, there was someone from um, my son's baseball team, a parent who we were friends with and stuff. And and we were talking for a little bit about things. And, and then all of a sudden, he starts talking about this friend that he had just um, found out that he had died from a drug overdose. And 
he was going on saying, like, I don't understand why he did it. Like, why, why would you do something like that? Like, why would you take something knowing what it's going to do to you and everything? And he's like, that's just so stupid. Like, that is just so insane, so stupid. And I remember, like, just being totally dazed and confused, like, when he said that. And after, you know, he left, I went on to go get my my supply and it wasn't probably until like a few I don't know when it was but at some point I had the realization like oh my god like that was like god with skin on like trying to get to me like get in my head like what are you doing like this is absolutely stupid you're crazy and um you know that did not stop me obviously and you know I'm really starting to see the powerlessness, I guess, of this disease and and everything. And um, I know that I had shared, getting emotional. (laughs) I had shared on the line a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was about, or last week, about um, this food thought that I was having and stuff that really got my attention. And like, you know, last night I had another food dream. It's like, what in the world is going on? Like, being being you know entirely abstinent I've never had food thoughts before and hearing people share about their relapses recently is like I guess it's got me spooked (laughs) um it's definitely got me spooked it's really lighting a fire underneath me and to be perfectly honest there's like a part of me that just like wants to like just let go um not not of the food like I'm not to that point or anything like that but just wants to have like an emotional breakdown kind of thing because it's like I just don't feel like I can keep going on and um you know I'm just so grateful oh man (laughs) for this program because this program has given me the steps of what I need to do and um you know just I'm just staying in today, and with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Christina. Johan N., followed by Jen H. Go ahead, Johan. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Johan N. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Falun in Sweden. Uh, thank you so much for service today, and thanks for all the shares and that beautiful lead share. And uh, yeah, that paragraph just uh, hits me right into the <laughs> into the bones of my body, um, because I was killing myself with food. Slowly, I was killing myself with food, and uh, maybe it wasn't so slowly either. There was a time in my life, uh, you know, when food was the only solution I had, and it worked. Uh, Growing up uh, with alcoholics, with dysfunction, uh, I could turn to food as comfort, and it helped. It put my mind to ease, and I felt okay, which is what the, it, that's the feeling I, I, you know, I just wanted to have, just to feel okay. That's all I ever um, wanted, and uh, food did that, you know. Um, and then the Jay Walker shows me how progressive this illness is, and it was for me as well, that just got worse and worse and worse. And what uh, once was my solution was, you know, my, suddenly it was my worst enemy. And I just, I just couldn't get out of it. Uh, until I uh, hit that bottom and uh, 
I couldn't live with food. I couldn't live without food. What was I going to do? And, uh, you know, I just uh, came into the program, uh, tried to do it my way at first, which uh, didn't work at all. <laughs> and uh, then got a sponsor. I worked through the steps and, uh, and uh, had a spiritual awakening. And uh, today I, I get to live in recovery, which is uh, just an amazing thing. And uh, the food is not my solution anymore. My solution today is, is God. And the way to that solution is, is working the steps. And I need to do every day uh, the, the footwork so that God can keep me abstinent another day. And it's, it's uh, like Bill says, you know, uh, simple, not easy. <laughs> that, that's how it is. But it, it really, really works. And I'm uh, just so happy that I get to be a part of it all today and that today I get to be a part of life without uh, numbing out with, with food every day and slowly killing myself with food every day. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing and uh, it's an amazing program. Uh, happy to be here today. Thanks all. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Johan N. All right, Jen H., you're up, followed by Margie N. Good morning. This is Jen H. Recovered in Virginia. And um, I was just thinking about that I have no power and no choice when it comes to this disease. And what I have learned over time is, is progressive, just like this jaywalker. You know, it, um, when I was in my 20s, you know, what I was doing was not working even then. But in my 50s, it's gotten progressively worse. And um, the only only solution I have is coming here and listening to you all and working the 12 steps and turning my life and my will over to God. Um, because otherwise, on my own, I just repeat this cycle over and over and over again um, between the allergy and the mental obsession. Um, I'm lost. And, uh, you know, and it's what is helping me is to just really admit that and to see how I guess tenacious this disease is, and 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 have God, you know, just ask God to take over because my me me being the director doesn't work. So this is an insanity because it's just um, it's just so strong, and it can take what seems to be a perfectly not normal, but a, you know, a functional female, and it can turn me into this person who lies and cheats and deals money and food just to get a fix and um, becomes totally obsessed with the need to do that. Um, and in abstinence, I'm given neutrality around the food and it doesn't call me. And it's amazing the difference between the two. Um, and instead of just wondering about the food, I can actually turn to God for the rest of my life as well. Um, and to do that, I also need to reach out to others um, and not isolate, which is something I can do pretty easily. So I'm just very grateful to be here and to hear everyone and to know that I'm not the only one. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Jen H. Margie N., followed by Jessica S. Go ahead, Margie. Margie, press star one. Get that name right. No Margie? 
Maybe I had that wrong. Okay, well, we'll go ahead to Jessica, and then we'll take some more names. And before Jessica goes, just a friendly reminder, we're on page 38. Margie was Audrey. Oh, Audrey. Maybe it was Audrey. Well, Audrey, you can go ahead. Yep, Audrey Ann. Okay, go ahead, Audrey. Sorry about that. Thanks, Nancy. Um, Audrey, uh, grateful recovered compulsive ovary are ringing in from County Mead in Ireland. And um, yeah, this illustration is too ridiculous. And when I first read it, you know, it was ridiculous because I couldn't see, I couldn't see the disease. You know, I was trying to do it all myself. Um, but when I substitute that jaywalking for the things I'd done in the food, you know, I was constantly going back out all the time, you know, breaking legs, I was blood pressure going up, you know, limbs getting sore, not being able to partake in life. And, you know, I think when it says there, you know, you have to be through the ringer to admit, you know, and for me, you know, I'd been through the ringer and back, you know, it took me, you know, 40 years to get this. Um, and it says there, you know, however intellectual we have been in other respects, you know, I could turn up for college, you know, I could get all that done. But when it came to food, you know, it was cunning baffling. And the delusion I had around it that I was going to beat it, you know, this new diet was going to be the one for me. You know, the the door would knock on a Sunday and it'd be the supplement with, you know, buy one, get one free and join. And, and that would be me, you know, that would be me running to the next one. And just thinking that, you know, I'm going to do it this time. You know, I'm going to really try. And not being able to get past 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, because once I took that first bite of those two, don't have to do that today. You know, there is, you know, a solution. And thank God I live it one day at a time, you know. But the last part, but isn't it true? You know, that means delusion, you know. And for me, I was delusion. I was so delusion when it came to this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's Halloween here. I'm able to have neutrality around the food. I'm able to partake in games with the kids. I'm able to open the door and, you know, you know, just, just be nice and just smile at people, you know. So I'm just really grateful to be able to get this meeting today. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Audrey. Okay, Jessica, you are up. Please go ahead. Jessica, press star one on mute. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, oh my goodness. Um, happy, happy Halloween to everyone else, anyone else who's celebrated. Um, oh my goodness, I was um, reflecting on this um, sentence this morning um, about if we were to substitute alcohol um, for the jaywalking, and I, I can tell you that this uh, illustration of the jaywalking is not you know, far stretch is not in the least bit of my imagination. You know, Halloween, which is today, it it reminds me when I was a three-year-old, and I remember, you know, trick-or-treating, you know, and just have my eyes just lit up like Christmas morning. And I remember the comfort they gave me, the... um, the community that it gave me and, you know, and then through the years, you know, eventually it became, you know, it became something that I didn't even think it would become. It was almost like 
the food was calling to me. It was almost like the food took hold of me. And then it was all of a sudden, it was like I was um, sneaking, I was being sneaking, I was sneaking food around, you know, um, telling my family, you know, I, I, I I wanted to take a nap. But really what I was doing was I was eating food behind closed doors, behind in the bathroom with the water running, you know, just stuck in on blow pops or eating chocolate. And, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, that made me a, become a parent where it was like if the kids were in the house, all of a sudden I would just like, just go to sleep, just leave me alone. So, no, it's a, it is not far stretch because it, it was like I had be well, actually, I am addicted. You know, I had become addicted to this substance that was initially my friends in the beginning. And I, you know, I'm by the grace of God and thankful that, you know, I can actually live in a house where there's candy all over the place. My daughter, she, you know, she um, had these little bags of candies for school. And it, there was one particular one that was near my, um, near my big book. And my first inclination was to yell at her and say, why would you put that near my uh, book, knowing that I have an addiction? But I didn't. And I realized that, no, there was an opportunity to say, hey, we don't leave candy around. You know, I'm at, at a place and program where I can be, I can speak reasonably you know, and I'm pushing sure my time is up. I'm with her, but I'm at a place where I can speak reasonably about what bothers me. I can say, hey, you know, this doesn't agree with me and not make it all about me. But at the same time, giving the message across. So I, um, for those that who are struggling um, on this day, make an outreach call. Don't be alone. It's not, it's not worth it in the end. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jessica. Okay, so we have time to take more shares. Who would like to share on what was read? We are on page 38, the second paragraph. Julie P. Julie P. Rena L. And S. Loretta H. And S. Loretta. Marie B. Kathy M. Kathy M. I think we'll hold there and see where we're at after that. I've got Julie P., Rena L., Anne S., Loretta H., Marie B., Kathy M. All righty then, Julie P., you're up. Julie, press star one to unmute, please. Good morning. Can you hear me now? I can. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you, everybody, for your service. Um, This is Julie P., recovered in Minnesota. And I was just listening to everybody's shares, and thank you so much, thinking about the jaywalker. I watched my mom through her whole life be a jaywalker, and um, the bus took her out. And I, too, am a jaywalker. Sorry, I'm emotional this morning. Um, I'm grateful, so grateful for all of you to share your story with me. Life has been 
really lifey for me this last week. And, um, but by the grace of my higher power, I am still abstinent. And without all of you folks, I know that I would be walking in front of the bus because that's what our family does. And the issue is in the tissue. And I am just so grateful that there is a program that, um, and everything will be okay. My higher power has me exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm grateful I get another day to wake up, suit up, show up, and wear beige. Because when I put my red on, it's all about me. And when I put my beige on, it's not about me. It keeps me out of the selfishness. And the health issues that I'm walking through now will all be okay if I just keep showing up. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Julie P. Tears are welcome here. <laughs> all righty. Rena L. followed by Ann S. Please go ahead. Rena? Hi, this um, hi, this is Rena L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Good morning, everyone. I, um, you know, when I first came into the program, I did not understand, when I would read the, this part of the big book, I just, it did not, I didn't even understand it. And it's, it's so true for me now. When I read it, like, I feel it in my bones, like, this is me. But what I wanted to uh, talk about today is how much I'm the jaywalker, not only when it comes from, with the symptoms of my being a, a compulsive overeater, you know, whether it's overexercise or with the food or but how I am a jaywalker when it comes to programs. Like every period of relapse I have is followed by a period, is, is preceded by a period of slowly letting go and sometimes not so slowly of recovery activities. And it's like the jaywalker over and over, I think, I don't have to commit this change in the food or I can do a little more exercise or I could eat this, like, whatever the thing is, whatever. And usually it's just letting go of recovery behaviors. Um, and then it's and then not going to meetings and then not hearing the message and then not doing morning prayer and every time the same exact thing happens it leads me back to my very progressive disease, you know. And even that is the jaywalker for me. And um, I'm just grateful uh, to be paying attention, to be paying attention, um, and being willing to come and hear you all every morning. Because when I hear you all, it immediately snaps me out of the process of the jaywalker. So I will keep coming back. Thank you. Thank you, Rena L. Ann S. followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Ann. Your turn. Ann, are you there? Press star one to unmute, please. Hi. Good. Sorry. Good morning. This is Ann um, from Maine, and uh, very grateful to be here. And uh, this is also my first abstinent Halloween and uh, I'm grateful to be starting the morning with all of you folks and I I totally identify with the jaywalker and um, you know I definitely have reached several times in my life where I just felt so hopeless like I just knew that Eventually, I'd pick up the food again and eat my way into all kinds of health issues and shame and guilt. And 
um, when I didn't have, when I wasn't eating, I could, I just found life just so hard. And, um, you know, as we've heard in the rooms, you know, abstinence is unbearable. And that was definitely me. So like the jaywalker, you know, eventually I would just give in and say, oh, I don't care. I don't care if I get hit by the bus. I just need to quiet things down. And um, thank goodness for the the people that I've sort of stumbled into here in a vision for you um, because you folks offered the solution of finding my higher power and just staying deep into that connection. And, uh, you know, that's the answer for me. And I can, and now I know that that's sort of what I've been searching for. It feels like almost all my life. And I treated it with alcohol for a while. And then I treated that, that emptiness with food, well, always with food. And uh, I've been sober for a few years now and even um, with, from alcohol and I still was miserable. And it's only through, um, you know, coming into this program, I don't, I don't think I need to be the jaywalker anymore. I, I have another solution that is working for me and feels powerful. And uh, so today I'm going <laughs> to stay deep in that relationship with you folks and with God and, and it'll be okay. And I'll, I'll enjoy, you know, all the other people out there celebrating in the ways that they want to celebrate. And I'm going to do it the way I want to. Um, so thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Anne. All right. Loretta H., you're up, followed by Marie B. Thank you, Amy, and everybody on this line who, along with my precious God, is saving my life. We have been strangely insane. Oh, my God. God restored me to sanity. I was in the disease for 54 years, and I was in program in the 80s and actually got more insane because I thought this program was a diet, and I actually got very anorexic because the word diet has the word die in it, and I died. And in the process of my disease, I have been the jaywalker. I'm also in the other program. And I have never experienced any of this stuff in that disease, but have. I was hit by a car one time when I was out running. I was raped when I was out running. I actually had two car accidents. And so I have been through the ringer, as it says here. But I never learned my lesson until 2001 when I actually was ill and just was so desperate that I would, you know, I would do anything. And it has been amazing because I realized that the only thing I can do immediately is surrender to the idea that I am a compulsive overeater. That is the first step. I had to desperately know how desperate I was that this was actually my identity. And that is where it started. And um, 
you know, the surrender is seriously understanding real recovery entails not debating every reason. So as the special edition yesterday, I had to get out of the debating society. And that is where my problem was, was my thinking. Most of my disease was a lot of behaviors, much less around the food, but the behaviors actually killed me. And when I was on a food plan that was not spiritual and my my abstinence is spiritual my food plan is a tool i still text it out to the state in you know these many 24 hours for my accountability and honesty but that is to be followed because i practice the principles in all my affairs that's what makes me eat is that dishonesty the um uh, you know, not doing the four absolutes, not being useful, not loving, n- not being um, not authentic, and that's purity. And also, um, I'm trying to think of the last one, but Harlan will probably tell you what it is. Uh, but those four absolutes have to be in each day so that I don't eat over whatever is happening or I don't starve over whatever is happening. And this program has saved my life. Last year, I actually could have died from this disease and something else. And because of program, I'm alive and well and back to normal. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Loretta H. Okay. Um, fixing my timer there. Marie B, followed by Kathy M. Go ahead, Marie. Hi. Good morning, everyone. My name is Marie M.B., actually, um, and very grateful, recovered, uh, compulsive overeater from Texas. Good morning, everyone. Um, You know, when I read this this paragraph, I think about, uh, you know, just constantly saying I'm going to stop and then starting over again. Um, But the other thing that struck me, and I think it's the time of year, um, for me, one of my behaviors was to go to the same pay away every January, pretty much give them my money and walk away um, to start a new, quote, diet. And, uh, you know, talk about jaywalking for like 30 years or whatever it's been by now, but just the craziness of that. I mean, I, you know, I participate, uh, you know, a week or two, but over the years, it's just like, you know, all I do is give them my money and come home. And uh, I'm just thinking about how insane and crazy that was. And, and, and I was thinking about that this morning because um, the rumblings have started again as far as advertising. And I just, I decided to take that money and just give it to OA instead uh, and put it to good use. Um, but anyway, that it, it, it remind, this paragraph reminded me of that craziness. Um, the other thing I'll say is, uh, you know, I know for me, I can't say for anyone else, but you'll hear me say that I've been in these rooms for over 20 years and then you'll hear my recovery is very short. Um, for the newcomer, I just want to explain myself. For those 20 years, I was not given or did not was not willing to accept or ready to accept the simple program that has given me freedom. And uh, so if I were to say, you know, when I really understood the gift that was being given to me, um, it was really August of last year. Before then, I had participated in the 12 steps. I had 
gone to meetings, but I'd never really reached for recovery. Um, so I just want the newcomer to hear that because, you know, I know when you hear me say, oh, I've been here 20 years, you've got to be thinking, oh, it's going to take me that long. No, it doesn't take that long at all. And you are in the right place with vision. Um, the last thing I will say is I'm in the hospital. I've been here for two weeks. I have a lung issue. And one of the things that I've been working with the hospital on is um, I have to lose weight so uh, for a lung transplant. So I, uh, I, how do I say this? So I've been faithful in my program, but, um, and what I noticed is that the tools that they offer me are really the same tools that have never worked. And so it takes a lot of courage um, to not dismiss them, but to know yourself and to, to, to take, take action and take control of your program. And I will say I've never had such peace before. Um, in, in a situation like this, I shouldn't. But I am just so calm and peaceful about it. I thank my higher power. I thank my community here. I love you guys so much. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Marie B. Many healing prayers your way. Okay, Kathy M., you are up. Might have time for Hi. one share after you, I think. Go ahead, Kathy. Hi, Kathy M., uh, recovered compulsive eater from Massachusetts. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for everyone who's doing service. I've been, uh, um, you know, really identifying the last, on on these last two pages, and um, I was uh, out to eat with my uh, mother-in-law a, a week or so ago, and um, she's in a nursing home, so it's 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 nice that that we can get together and bring her out, and and um, we were so happy that when she eats, because um, she got very very thin at one point, and her and her appetite is coming back, and she's looking physically better and everything, so she doesn't have a food problem. But anyway, um, uh, we always try to. Um, encourage her to get a dessert, and um, and she ordered this dessert, and suddenly the thought crossed my mind that um, you know the the uh, waitress had brought a couple of extra spoons in case we all wanted to dip in, and suddenly the thought crossed my mind I could tip a spoon right into that dessert and take a little bit of that ice cream and whipped cream, and it would be all right. And it was just like, oh my God, like you know, um, paralleled with that sound reasoning that it would be okay. Um, my next thought was, what are you, out of your mind, you know? And and that second thought is only because of I have a higher power that I've let into my life. I've let work into my life. Um, I have a program that I don't work at Perfectless by any means, but, but I work it I work it so that it, it gives me the ability to, well, it gives me the ability to let my high power say, Kathy, you're being insane here. You're being crazy here. You know, like, you're not going to take that bite and, I just had a big chuckle with myself. It was like, wow, what was I thinking? And I was insane for that for, for that few moments. I was insane. And uh, thank God I have a program I can, I can come to. I have people I can talk to about it and, and share the experience with. And, and just uh, just keep working, working those steps. That's all I have to say. So thank you for taking my call. I pass. Thank you so much, Kathy M. Uh, we have time for one more chair. Who would like to take us out? Cheryl L. Cheryl L., you got it. Please go ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Cheryl L. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from New Hampshire. And I wanted to thank everyone for their shares this morning. Um, I've got 40 days of abstinence today. 
Um, I have a sponsor, and I'm working the steps through the big book with her. And I'm so grateful that um, that I've been shown that this is a better way for me. Um, I could relate so much to the insanity that you all have been sharing today. Um, Halloween was always a day for me that I um, was looking for more, more of, of the candy, more of the sweets, um, more of whatever was going to make that holiday um, special. And uh, today, that's not the case. Today, I'm home recuperating from surgery, and I'm able to get on a meeting first thing this morning in order to get my day off to a good start. And uh, while I'm home recuperating, you know, I and I need to do this every day, not just when I'm home recuperating, but every day I need to, to start practice that action plan that you've been, uh, several of you have been talking about this morning. So I just wanted to, to claim my seat and, um, and thank you all for being here for me and as, as I try to be there for everyone else. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Healing prayer is your way as well. Um, we actually have two minutes left. So would someone else like to share a two-minute share? Rachel P. Go ahead, Hi. Rachel. <laughs> Sorry, I got you, Rachel. Please go ahead. Awesome. Thank you. This is Rachel P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, when I first read the story of the jaywalker, I did not relate into it at all. I was like, this is absurd. I don't understand where they're going with this. Like, this is just, this isn't, I, I don't resonate with this. Um, and that honestly was the case the first time I read the big book, maybe even the second time I read the big book. Um, but as I continued to read and as I continued to learn and, you know, had some amazing teachers break it down for me, I really started to relate into the jaywalker. And now it's like, absolutely, yes, without a question, this is me. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, the jaywalker as it relates to Halloween. And all the years and years that I bought, you know, candy that was, you know, beautifully placed in those aisles, in those seasonal aisles, not only for Halloween, but also for Easter and Valentine's Day and Christmas, all the all the holidays, um, any excuse, right, to pick up those foods um, and buy them, you know, especially for Halloween, like three weeks ahead of time, right, and then I would binge all of it that night and then buy them again, right, binge all of it buy them again and just the insanity of that right and I relate that into the jaywalker that like this person did this thing this crazy thing over and over and over again despite all the pleas from other people despite you know the physical hazards the emotional hazards the mental you know spiritual hazards and I, I did that over and over and over again and promised myself um, I'll never do this again I'll never do this again and then sure enough I did it again so relating into that helps me understand I am a real compulsive overeater. It helps me develop my step one awareness and insight and really like living and breathing that step one that this is me. I am the jaywalker, you know, we are the jaywalker, jaywalker um, period. Like, and, and thank you God for this program that I can, you know, first and foremost become abstinent, not, not have that physical allergy triggered and then, you know, address the mental obsession with the steps and working the steps every day, but now I see that candy in those aisles, and I, you know, I, I see you know candy out and about, and it's just not for me. You know, there's this complete neutrality around it. Like okay. I, it just does not call to me. And thank you, God. Um, and if you're struggling, this is possible for you. Just keep coming back. Thanks, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Rachel, for checking us out, and thank you to everyone who has shared. 
Many thanks to Team Monday for the month of October. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the share ID for today, Monday, October 31st, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting is 19,577. That's 19577. We will now close with the readings on the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Vanessa G., could you please read A Vision for You? Sure. Thank you, Amy. This is Vanessa G. from New Mexico. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.